Welcome to the Neurodiverse Toolbox with Sheila Kieschlin and Paige Kieschlin. Good afternoon, Paige. Good afternoon, Mom. How are you? Tired. How was your day? Tiring. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> It's a thunderstorm, pretty good outside. Uh, yeah, it was hailing before. Was it hailing? I, mean, I thought I heard hail from out the bathroom window, but oh, maybe. Uh, all right, so um, we're doing part three of superpowers today. So mm -hmm. today's dyslexia. Dyslexia. Okay, so would you like? Okay. Um, so dyslexic strengths include one. Good problem solving skills. Yes. Um, <clears throat> they're especially good at bringing together information and resources from different areas to see how they connect. They're yeah. good at connecting things. Systems thinkers. Yeah. Yep. Um, Obviously, they, like, find other ways to complete a task that other people may have missed. Yes. Um, they tend to be intuitive, in intuitive. They tend to be intuitive? Intuitive. Intuitive, uh-huh. Have it, use an intu intuitive approach to problem solving that can seem like daydreaming to other people yes i would agree with that same like way. staring out a window mm -hmm. but it lets their brains like think. for sure I, I literally have some of my best ideas when i'm in between that state of like actually being asleep and being awake like when you like at, at night Either at night or in the morning when I'm like slowly waking up, right? Mm -hmm. I'll have these amazing ideas and then I have to remember them idea. so I can you write, gotta them, write down. them down. You should have a notebook next to your bed. I know. So that you could write them down. I don't like, usually forget them. No, um, nice. So I do write them down when I get up though. Um, but definitely kind of a dreamy state for all kinds of things, right? All kinds of problem solving issues. And then this problem solving skill, um, examples of dyslexics that use this strength include Albert Einstein and mm -hmm. Da Vinci, supposedly. I mean, I don't think they know for, sure. for a fact if either were dyslexic, were they? Oh, no, they know. They know for sure, certain? Mm -hmm. Yes. How? It well, wasn't around when they were alive. Okay, well... How old do you think Albert Einstein is? Really How? old. No, the man's he's really old, isn't he? He's dead now. That's mm -hmm. old in my book. Yes, but he existed, like, you know, in the 1900s. He wasn't, it's not like he was from the 1500s. That's true. So, so you know, he used a pen and paper to write down his notes. And you yes. can tell by reading those pen, his notes that he was dyslexic because... He wrote things backwards weird. sometimes. We're weird. Um, yeah. And um, and then there, um, 
Da Vinci, they have identified some of the landscapes that he painted, mm -hmm. but the entire landscape is flipped. Oh. Interesting. Right. Like, yeah. right from left and not up and down. Yes. Okay. Just Just painting sure. upside down trees. Upside down trees don't exist somewhere, and then he painted them the right way. No. Um, from right to left. That's usually how they flip things, right? Oh, I, that's I why so, yeah. lowercase d's and b's get flipped when we write. When we write, <laughs> sometimes. Mm -hmm. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. <coughs> um, a creative. Yep. Um. So. Creative, we know what that means. Um, examples of that are mostly artists. Um, Picasso, just artists, well, though. no, their examples are mostly artists, but entrepreneurs, musicians, or talented sports persons. Mm -hmm. so, also, like, like, and a leader of groups. Oh, a leader of a group or an, an enterpr of a business person. There's, um, Steven Spielberg's dyslexic. Is he? So I would consider he him. Jaws. Mm -hmm. He's a cool man. And E.T., right? So um, not as cool. He's an excellent storyteller. Yes. Right? That's creative. Yes. Um, <clears throat> also, there are lots of There's an book authors. Here. Right? Um, Ronald Dahl. Dahl. Ronald Dahl is mm -hmm. a children's author. Yes, I know. An older children. Yeah. Um, but also like Anne Rice. Who? who writes like really big books, uh -huh. um, like really like significant Thick. sized novels. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> um, also lots of actors and actresses are, um, are um, dyslexic. So Picasso say and lots. Pollock. Really? Jackson Pollock? Mm -hmm. I've never heard that one before. That's interesting. Picasso. Um, <clears throat> Maybe. I don't know. I've never heard that before. Um, but I think so. Creative in like lots of different ways, I would say. Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, apparently the shop putter person from New Zealand, Tom Welsh, is also dyslexic. So athletic. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Big Which... picture thinkers. Mm-hmm. Just so they, they, it's easier for them to spot patterns and see trends mm -hmm. in data. Mm -hmm. um, people with dyslexia have the ability to connect, to see how things connect um, complex systems. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's not in this one yet. So they also like... Um... And it's, it's particularly helpful in the fields of science and mathematics. Um, nine out of ten mm. dyslexics describe their thinking as seeing past detail to gain a strategic big picture view of a subject slash problem. So mo yeah. lots, lots of dyslexic people. Mm -hmm. Lots of dyslexic people. Mm. Observant. Yeah. Um. That's, well, that whole vision thing is like 
seeing patterns it's all about like there are different visual skills right and mm -hmm. so one of them is specific to patterns so it'd be yes. that one or um like some of them are like <clears throat> being able to see like distinguishing detail differences your color thing that's separate but wow. but like like if you think about those games about like spot the difference or oh um well where's waldo where's waldo i spy like the book yeah um well the games. game too well i mean just not like <laughs> not the car game not when you're sitting in the car playing it but like a visual version of it they can spot things easily right so yeah <clears throat> what else high levels of empathy mm-hmm narrative reasoning mm -hmm. so um the episodic memory mm -hmm. where you remember things from experiences mm -hmm. instead of like i don't know how else someone would remember something but because it's like knowledge based right it's fact wrote fact oh um okay um they also tend to be like storytellers or they think in Right. That's why that's why like actors, directors and authors are good at what they do is because they think in narrative. Right. We think in a story format to begin with. Yes. A story. Everything's a story. Everything's a story. Mm -hmm. What else? To recall information with more efficiency. Mm -hmm. whether they have actually experienced or simply imagined their experiences so you don't have necessarily had to have experienced it just imagine that you're experiencing it yep. well that would be depressing not necessarily well, like if you're empathizing with someone but that's not about that part's not about empathizing i know so, i know i know i know mm -hmm. but like that's the whole like Athletes visualize, you know, if they're skiers, they want to visualize, you know, the giant slalom and when they're going to the left or the right of certain flags, right? So if you imagine that experience over and over and over and over again, it's the same as it creates the same neural pathways in your brain. And as actually, actually practicing side, it, side, side. right? Which is amazing. That is right. Cool. So, so they can use that to their advantage, right? Yes. And if your brain already does that naturally, then that's another advantage. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Three. Oh, this one was cool. Three-dimensional thinking and making connections. Mm -hmm. So they think. With three-dimensional, multi-sensory sensory images. And they can, like, see a 3D yes. shape in their mind. Yes. All the time. <laughs> I think that's cool. <laughs> right? Like, I can, like, when I was planning on the park, when I was building that park for Alexis at Accessible Park. Yes, I remember. I could, from the from the plans, I could walk through it and know what it would look like mm -hmm. while I was walking through it, right? 
That would be cool. I guess I don't think any other way, so I wouldn't know. <laughs> I don't think I could. <laughs> I don't think a lot of other people do either. <laughs> There's a lot of dyslexics, or more than we think there are. Oh, oops. Don't go out of your notes. Yes. There we go. What else did you learn? Problems. No, we already did that. Spatial. Spat. 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 Spatial. You're right. Spatial. It's That's not spatial. It is spatial relations. Spatial awareness. Awareness. Okay. Um, that was with the um the manipulating three D shape things mm-hmm. in their mind. Mm-hmm. It just makes it sound super cool. I guess. No, in the way that they like said it, like they can the ability to manipulate three D shapes in their mind makes it sound like an actual superpower, like like Spider Man or Batman or something. Okay. Um, recognizing complex patterns in images. Mm-hmm. A lot, lots of visual things. Mm-hmm. Is all I really, found. which is interesting, right? Because because you can see D see a three D image in your head, but when you look at a B and a D, they look <laughs> the same. They don't look the same. They just sometimes get confused. It's okay. So, like when I'm looking at it, it doesn't get confused. Right. I know what it is when I'm staring at it. Right. It's more on the path from my head to my hand when I'm writing it. So it comes out backwards when I write it. But when I'm looking at it, I personally, this is my experience. I don't see letters backwards. Oh, okay. But I do have trouble. Well, I don't anymore. But I used to have trouble like tracking where I was reading, what line I was on. Or I used to like, sometimes if I would like look at something, the... I wouldn't automatically track from the left to the right. So I would get like a bit of this sentence and a bit of that sentence and a bit of that sentence. Oh, right. So it was all didn't make sense. Right. <clears throat> um, some people experience it though, that things do look backwards or they more often than not, they're just kind of move. Mm-hmm. Everything looks like it's a little jumpy. Right. And so like that dyslexic letters. letter. Yeah. Move. The text looks like it's moving. moving. Yeah. Um, not so much anymore. My eyes are pretty well trained because I'm old, but um, that dyslexic, if I'm tired, that dyslexic font is really helpful. That's what my Kindle's in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have the font like on my phone or on my computer because I'm not using either of those things when I'm super tired, um, but I do read to go to sleep. Um, so, so it's on that. Um, but I, you know, you can also like get fatigued reading too much. It's a lot of work. <laughs> Reading's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, what else? Um, um, I think in pictures too. Yes. So if you describe something to me, it's like a movie running in my head all the time. Or when oh. I'm reading a book, it's like a movie running in my head. Or oh, yeah, when I go through my to-do list, it's actually like pictures of me doing all the things I need to do. <laughs> It's not like <laughs> a list of words. It's like those um those flip things. Yes. Those little like the, those little books. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> just in your it just moved. Yes. 
Um, it's more like that, um, right? So, but also there's a lot more detail in a picture yes. than there is in like 10 words. Yes. Right? So if I'm thinking in pictures, then I'm thinking faster than somebody else is thinking because I can get more in a picture. Yes. Right? You can only, you can only, I think it's like between 11 and 20 words per like second or something that somebody can think about. That's not a lot. But I'm, but a picture's like a thousand words, right? Yes. So, so, right, which makes sense, right? So, so Einstein must have been saying a lot of pictures, a lot, really very quickly, right? Like I'm not saying I'm Einstein at all, not even close. Um, (laughs) But but I, I still like sometimes I solve a problem faster or I come up with a solution or like I can, you know, I'm also right. So I like use those skills when I'm coaching, right? I'm very intuitive in how I coach and I can pull from lots of different classes that I've taken, but I can pull from different books that I've read. I can pull from videos I've watched. I can pull from conferences I've been to. I can pull from, sometimes I pull from trainings that I've been through that are like, have nothing to do with actual coaching, but I think intuitively, I think this thing might relate to this person. And so I'll connect those things, but they're like, sometimes it's like docent training for when I was a docent at the art museum. Yes. But I'm talking to a client about something else, but like, even though those things don't seem like they would match, they do. Yes. Right. So, yes. well, yeah, sure. So I don't know. I don't listen to you when you are on your calls. That's good. You shouldn't be because they're confidential. Yes. But, um, but so that's the whole, like being intuitive, but then also that systems thinking. So I'm yes. pulling things in from all kinds of weird places hmm. to help, you know. Your brain's interesting. I think so. I like it. It's a good brain. <laughs> it's um, gotten me this far. The dyslexic brain is generally larger than the typical brain. Your brain is bigger. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> um, That's interesting because it it's in the ADHD. Brain smaller. Smaller, typically. A little bit smaller. So what about people who have ADHD and dyslexia well it's just i don't know if it's i wonder if it's a specific brain, region but this yeah it's the frontal lobe in in, in the adhd brain that's smaller because that's the part that's getting right, right, right neglected developed last neglected it's neglected neglected because everybody with adhd can has executive function skills they just need to be interested in something in order to use them yes so um, making it highly skilled in recognizing complex patterns in images and remembering yeah, yeah, pictures right. which is why you're good at memory i'm excellent at memory it's really uh, quite unfair <laughs> it's really quite unfair it really is quite unfair <laughs> um it's my favorite game the <laughs> Oh, oops. Okay. We had a hard moment there of reading. I saw. (laughs) What does it say? No, I was, I got to the end of the sentence and then started rereading the sentence as if it was the next line. Okay. Um, Anything else? No. 
any questions for me mm -hmm. since I normally ask you questions about your experience, but this time you don't, I have, don't have any experiences have any experience for this. Mm -hmm. Is that why you're good at hanging pictures? Probably. Can anyone else do that? I don't know. Or is it just a mommy power? <laughs> I'm sure other people can do it. So I, um, for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, which is most I can of you. find the middle of a wall and hang a picture on that wall without measuring the wall at all. Um, it saves a lot of time when we move into a new house. Like all my our pictures are hung like that day, um, pretty much. Um, it might also come from like years and years of experience because we moved so much when I was a kid. Right, maybe. I mean, I did but have. Grandpa a didn't office. ever listen to you, though, didn't he? Well, not in the rest of the house. He didn't care what I did in my room. So, you know, my pictures were hung before the movers left. But the rest of the house, no, he would he would measure. I'd I put my mark on the wall, and he would measure, and I was usually right, usually right, or extremely close, you know, within centimeters. Um. <clears throat> so yeah. Oops. It's just how I, it's just how I think. Hmm. Would your dreams be more detailed then? Do you remember your dreams? I don't always remember my dreams, but I do remember some of them. And the ones that I do remember are very colorful. Very colorful. Very colorful and very detailed. Oh, yeah. About that. Like very like visceral, like. Oh. Like I can remember the smells and the, the tastes and the. You have smells and tastes in your dream. Um. Yeah, and textures and like everything. Oh, interesting. Right there. I guess sometimes I would do. In psychology in high school, my teacher told me that most people dreamed in black and white. So, I think that's scary. No, 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 no. And then I was talking about it with some coworkers. And my coworkers were like, oh, no, I dream in color. And I was like, well, hold on a second. That doesn't add up. Because then you, when I told you that, you were like, it's probably a neurodiverse thing. Maybe. But then I looked it up and she lied to us. Oh. All people, people dream in color. Oh, good. Because she was saying that in class and I was just sitting there and like, my dreams aren't in black and white. What are you talking about? Mine are in color. Um, so now weird. I don't know what to believe the internet or my teacher only 12% according to this quick very quick google search um, only 12 people claim to dream 12%. only only yeah not 12 people um, only dream um, dream in black and white in, yeah in black and white so um Apparently, people younger than 25 rarely report dreaming in black and white. So maybe so I, I wonder should get why you <laughs> dream in black and white. I don't. I dream in. No, why would somebody? Oh, why dream would somebody black, black and white? white? Oh, and maybe they're What's boring. wrong with the 12% <laughs> that causes that? I don't know. That's a very good question. Would blind people dream, though? Like, they can't see anything. So they can't, like, reflect. But maybe they're, I don't know. Because like dreaming, dreaming is a reflection on your day. 
Not necessarily. That's like when your brain like unpacks everything. Well, yes. Um, so it's like reflecting. So if you can't see anything, then you have nothing to reflect on. They have experiences. Really they just can't see. People. You really are. I'm so sorry. Um, I don't know her. Um, <laughs> they have experiences. This right. Experiences just don't have a Picture. visual component necessarily. Uh-huh. Okay. I guess I was wrong. Then. Some blind people though can see a little bit. Like they yes. can see like shapes or colors mm-hmm. or shadows. I watch a girl or... on YouTube who's blind and she can she can see shadows. Yeah. So I don't know off tangent completely i don't i don't know that's something you should look at it's definitely something you should spend your time doing instead of the hundreds of things you have to actually do i agree um that sounds like a perfect adhd rabbit hole for you to go down um um what else anything else any other questions what about your matching the matching the matching (laughs) the clothes matching I think that's just a hypersensitivity to just you. I think that's my specific hypersensitivity okay. to very dramatic about it. You really shouldn't wear two plaids. It burns my eyes. <laughs> I might have been playing it up a little to teach you that your clothes didn't match um, <laughs> when you were little. But black and navy blue don't match. No, they don't. They clash. So leopard print and plaid also do not match. <laughs> no, they don't. In my opinion, um, also two plaids. Two plaid doesn't your match plaid, plaid shirt with your plaid shorts they totally man they're both plaid but they're not the same pattern of plaid it's plaid plaid is plaid no it isn't there's different plaid patterns is there yes oh (laughs) they're different kinds of plaid you say so i do say so i've never noticed (laughs) and we come back to the visual patterns (laughs) yeah no that's probably just my own your own mommy sensitivity to visual stimuli which is pretty sensitive i see right yes um so it's both a blessing and a curse yes uh-huh um okay cool are we done yes awesome boy thank you for listening if you wanted to coach with me see my information at bigbangcoaching.net If you are interested in emailing us, you can reach us at thendtoolbox at gmail.com. And if you wanted to see our website, please go to theneurodiversetoolbox.podbean.com. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Neurodiverse Toolbox. 